Yeah, we finna set it off in this motherfucker, you heard me? I'm finna put you bitch-ass niggas in the trash can. I'm tired of all you bitch-ass niggas. Y'all annoying me right now, for real, nigga. You wanna talk shit? You wanna run your mouth? You want some games to start your motherfucking house? We'll set this bitch off. Set this bitch off. We'll set this bitch off. Set this bitch off. Let's get these niggas mad right. They call me badass. And I'll punish you. You ain't my equal. We ain't people I ain't wanna get. Since 98, I grabbed my plate up off the lunch table. I told mom I'm thugging outside. We don't need cable. Now I'm the nipples on the titty. I'm the motor caller him. I'm the beat 12 and that's 760. You niggas bitches. We real niggas with G-Codes. Love to go and be smoke. We thugging. We all got bread. So if we fall, we the crutches. What's up, everyone? Welcome into what we are tentatively naming the System Podcast. I'm your host, Drone. Or DLG, I go by many names. Um, I'm joined by my co-host Ahmed. How's it going, bro? Man, NBA season just came to a close. Hawks, last win of the NBA season. I'm, I'm feeling great. Yeah, I was going to ask you about your Hawks. Um, it was. I thought it was a big win. I think. I think that that kind of momentum um, should probably carry yeah, you it- to a to a series win. I don't know, man. I like that they're playing game six tomorrow, so I don't know. I don't have to feel bad about missing it. I can just watch the draft and be like, you know, I have my other the other hometown team, the Falcons, the future of the franchise, hanging hanging the balance, you know, so I can pay attention to that. And yeah. Just, you know, yeah, but let, let the boys do. If that didn't go well, you could pick another team. That'd be. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, that's. The, I, I did see how. Uh, how the I don't know what 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 I forget what arena y'all play in. Um, State Farm. Yeah, State State Farm State had Farm, scheduled yeah. a Janet Jackson concert for the same night as Game Six because <laughs> <laughs> they were like, "That's not happening." <laughs> it's cool. To, oh yeah, the city just didn't believe in us, man. Yeah. The city didn't believe in us. I didn't believe in the Hawks. The Hawks didn't believe in the Hawks, man. Like. Jonte Murray tried to assault the ref in Game Five. Like, no one wanted to be there, man. But yeah. they made it happen. At least it was Janet. I mean, at least it wasn't like, all right, ja- we have like a jagged edge concert, and we need to like get, go ahead and schedule <laughs> that or something. Um, this is all <laughs> jagged. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I did want to mention you had a um, semi-viral tweet yesterday about about going to Game Seven. Would you like the um, read that for the podcast <laughs> listeners. I, I mean, it's everything Boston, man, all their favorite things. I, Irish people, Bill Simmons, coffee, Dunkin' Donuts. Donuts, all of it. Fuck it, man. Hawks. The Departed. Hawks, and seven. Hawks already won, won the series in my heart, man. They put up a respectable game. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I did emotionally hedge and bet the Hawks losing at five. So, but you know what? I, I, I pay that money 10 times out of 10. Yeah. For a Hawks, dog. Um, Honestly, that's what's up. So I had to delete like thirty John Collins tweets. <laughs> but it's water under the bridge for me, JC man. Yeah. Um. For the listeners, go ahead and head over to at Hesley Queen and check out um the the, <laughs> the his his feed from the last twenty four hours. Is good. The the Tatum tweet was really good too. Um. It was. It I'm was, gonna do that more often. Yeah. I I don't I don't know why Any, anyone's. Believe in Jason Tatum in like any time in his life after after Duke, honestly. Like you see what happens last year, he gets his arm twisted out of socket by his overgrown, you know, you know. Right. Now I probably should 
Yeah. Anybody who, I'm always suspicious of anyone who looks up to Kobe that much. Like, there's a degree. (laughs) I was a little on the nose, man. His last Instagram story, I felt weird commenting on it. Oh, the one with the lotion on it. He's lying on a massage table with a a a Costco. A Costco, like, (laughs) fucking, like, like, industrial, like, size thing of lotion. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like a vat. Of lotion and Kobe Bryant. I don't even know what that was, man. Like it, it might have just been, I, I guess, an, an old interview. Man, is the Muse, the Mamba series, or whatever. But, yeah, yeah. He he doesn't want it. It's, I guess, going back to Boston for Game Seven after tomorrow. I think my favorite part about the game because I just assumed you know we were gonna lose, we were gonna bow out. Semi-gracefully. I mean, it is gracefully. It's, it's, it's losing in five, man. It's called the gentleman's sweep for a reason. But, yeah, I assumed we were going to lose. I was in bed, and I, you know, turned on, like, the little stream on my phone, you know, as I'm going to sleep, and see see that Trey shot. It's I get to go online and pretend like I watched the whole game, man. It's the beauty of it. Right. The beauty of sports. You, you got to love it. I don't it. think I'm going to be watching. That's, <laughs> that's, what, that's, what, that's what we're doing here, too. Um, like, I um for the listeners, just so you know that while you're listening to this podcast right now, um, and and why we needed to create the I don't know the five trillionth sports podcast um, out there, uh, I don't know. Basically, if you spend a lot of time online, then you develop that like spectrum, like kind of like spectrum tendency to fixate on things way too much. And uh, this podcast episode was a direct result of spending an embarrassing amount of hours fix like hyper fixating on the draft which i told myself it's so funny because i told myself i wasn't going to do like a month ago because i was like all right this is kind of a bad draft and my jags like we really only need like a good piece or two because we're i mean you know everyone knows we're like the jacksville Jag- jaguars like always are contenders so we're we're already contender status like uh, two years after trevor uh, so I'm not even going to bother digging into the draft this year. Cause like, like, like I said, we only need like a dude or like, like, like one or two guys, but uh, of course yet here we are. So uh, a week ago, I, I like shot Ahmed a DM out of the blue and was like, yo, I've spent way too much time uh, studying this draft. So I've got, I've got to do some kind of like pod to talk about all this shit uh, with someone because yeah, like I've said, I've just got, I've, I've just been I've, I've been too in the mud with this shit so um uh but the plan getting in the weeds yeah no i'm like i'm deep in the trenches man um like yeah it, it, it's bad um i've got trench foot right now um but but the plan the, the plan so far or I, I guess hopefully is that this will be kind of like an every so often thing that we can use as a forum to you know talk about football and basketball and uh we're definitely going to do some apps about the in, in, uh, of the upcoming NBA draft. And I'm really looking forward to that because while I'm kind of the NFL draft obsessive, um, Ahmed is definitely the NBA draft version of that. And I think it'll be funny to hear me come off like a total, oh, like a total idiot about this year's class. Cause I'm like, I'm, I'm just like, I've literally like watched like one or two, like what's the, what's the, who's the good guy on YouTube. Um, the uh, there there are a lot of them. I'm not okay. Happy. Yeah, I, I shouldn't have said. Like, Vanilla. Yeah, I think. Vanilla? Spin- yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, he's the one yeah, I always yeah, watch. Thanks. 
Um, the funny thing is, like, I listen to a ton of Bill Simmons, and he's like, I, no, no disrespect. <laughs> he's probably my biggest sports media role never, model. Man. But it's funny how I'll pick at him for his takes, and I'm just going to be doing the same things in a month because I like watch probably as much co- or as little college basketball as he does. So, and I'm, I'm mad watches like a fair amount of it. So, he's he's yeah. he, he he knows his shit. Um, the beautiful game, man. The game, way the game was meant to be played. Yeah, Dude, tough baskets in the mid range, you know. Yeah, you gotta really watch. Let to see the ref shine in the college game. Love everything about it. You got you gotta watch uh, like Houston Baptist versus, um, you know, like uh, Eastern yeah, Texas Corpus Christi A and M. You gotta watch Northwestern State. Is it is it north? It's northeastern with Hansel Emanuel, right? No, no, that's a Tennessee Tech. I don't know. I should. He entered the transfer portal, man. Oh, he entered the transfer. Okay, no, he because he, he was with Northeastern, right? Or he was with a Louisiana. No, it was it was an H, HBCU. Wait. Okay. I, either way, man, he's he's out there to be had. Shit, he might enter enter the draft for all I know. He he should be, man. I'd, 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 uh, that'd be a good new direction to go to post Jordan. Um, have a have a. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so that's, that's basically the plan with the podcast and we'll have some really good guests on. And for this episode, we have a really special guest, someone who I, I respect a lot as far as their knowledge of the game of football, um, and the inner workings of especially the wide receiver position. Um, and I think Ahmed shares that view. So, uh, without further ado, I'm going to introduce our buddy whip route. How's it going? What's going on, y'all? How y'all doing? Oh, um, man, good. You know, just... Do we add our spe- our second special guest on, Quentin Johnson? Quentin, <laughs> like to hop on the call. I have something to say to him. <laughs> Trust yeah. me, I have something to say to him. <laughs> I'm about to turn on the like funk flex, flex beat, man. Yeah, <laughs> like cook on Quentin Johnson for thirty minutes. We got we got them both on IG Live right available. now. We got them both on IG Live right now, and it looks like the uh, <laughs> the, the Soldier Boy, like what was it, Famous Dex thing? Famous Dex, yeah. It's just this whip route screaming, "Go get your chain back!" From uh, <laughs> whip route and Quentin, Quentin Johnson going band for band on Instagram Live right now. That's yeah. right. Twenty twenty all over again. Should we? So should we start with the wide receiver rankings or? Should we just go overall, like, what he thinks about the class? Because I'm interested to know where you, like, rank this class just generally over the past, like, three. I feel like you've been watching, like, at least, like, NFL prospect wide receivers-wise for a couple years in depth. Yeah, like, let's get yeah, it out of yeah. the way. Let's get it out of the way how bad this class is. <laughs> dude, it, it stinks, dude. I'm not going to lie. Like, it is, like, probably, like, the worst in, like, five years i'd say like it's just like straight up not good um i don't remember who i was talking to with but there's like there's probably like eight dudes in like the top 10 that like can only play on the slot like and it's just the most like depressing football watch ever because you're watching like a 510 like mental and physical midget like struggling <laughs> to get open against like a maryland like nickel and you're like oh my god what am i doing with my life like <laughs> there, are people, there are people outside that I could be talking to, but I'm watching. You know, like yeah. Parker Washington, they said. Yeah, no, that, that's Parker Washington is a good example because it's like 
like good college player, right. but like yeah, it's it's uh it, it is. I mean, he's he's like a clean prospect, I guess, in a lot of ways. But like it's like yeah, he's he he's he's struggling on some of those reps too when he's faced with like a I don't know like the more athletic defender guarding him or whatever. Uh, and not over five eleven. <laughs> not for like the un- uninitiated. So someone like me. What what's the difference between like the main difference between like players that can play outside and in the slot or just like slot only? Yeah, that's like a good question. Um, I think a lot of people mistake it as like a size thing. I really don't think so. Um, size doesn't matter. That's I'll that's definitely that right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll say I'll say that every day. Yeah, I was gonna say um, like Tyreek Hill is like the best, arguably the best receiver in the league, and he's I mean what like five nine probably so generously five nine. Yeah, like, probably more like five eight and a half. Um, <laughs> so I mean I think like a lot of it is kind of um, your ability to like feel your space between your body and the sideline. I think that's a really hard skill for some people. Um, a lot of it is also like, you know, if you don't have really good like body control and like the ability to separate your body really well, like if your shoulders and your hips can't move independently from each other, you're going to have a really hard time um, as an outside receiver because so much of that game is going against the most athletic, uh, the most physical, you know, DBs. And I think that, you know, not being able to be completely in control of every aspect of your body, it just makes that outside game so much harder. Um, there's just so many little nuances that happen out there that don't happen in the slot. Not to say that like the slot has its own nuances that like some outside guys just can't do it, um, which is why we have this you know, differential. But I think there's just so much more body control on the outside that you need that guys who who just don't have it just don't have it. And you got to kick them inside and just hope that they can uh, contribute there. That's I'm glad you bring that up because I I uh, I mean eventually we're going to talk about him because he's everyone's consensus wide receiver one it seems like but uh uh i i from the, by the way go to go to everyone go check out uh whip route sub stack I, I, i'll i'll link it to whenever i post the, this on twitter like the episode or whatever but uh it really just like great film breakdowns and uh that i i, I agree with like almost all of it so uh and you 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 learn a ton about the receiver position by like reading what he writes about these guys. But uh, I think one of the things he wrote about that I agree with on uh, JSN um, uh, is that uh, he like his his body control is like I'm not, I don't I don't know if you said elite. I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but it is very good. Or we the, the, I am uh, that that's that's correct. Like that's something you've said, right? No, oh, for sure. Like it is like a like the part of his game. I think that it's like the no flaws. Like that is what he is. Right. I guess that what I what I wonder about. Like I guess what when we're talking about like what makes a wide receiver you know slot dependent or like you know they can play outside, they can play slot, whatever you know they can be moved around. They have variability. Um, the, uh, maybe the one thing that uh keeps maybe JSN from being I don't know I'm not going to say like you can never put him outside but from like a consistent outside presence is is the long speed are, are we in agreement on that oh for sure yeah yeah 
which which is funny because like um the like i've 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 uh i've i've become uh known uh among, amongst our whole like i don't know like football twitter circle for uh calling him jackson sloth and jigba um <laughs> it's like a slander it's a name, name yeah. yeah but uh great but, name but I, I do think I do think he's a good receiver. And one of the things that I find funny is like, even though we're kind of in all in agreement that he's pretty slot dependent, um, the guy that draft Twitter seems to think is like the like like slam dunk outside receiver is QJ, and they couldn't be more different from like a body control standpoint, right? Oh God, that's like yeah, complete opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah, I mean, yes, I'm giving you the floor to talk more about like that because oh, yeah. it's just because I, I mean, eventually we, I was gonna kind of, I, I know uh, you kind of have like a loose ranking in your head, um, but I, I did want to just like it, because I think everyone or like the draft community or slash I guess the NFL too kind of has their consensus three uh, tier with uh. Quentin uh, J- Jackson Sloth and uh, um, Addison, and so I, I feel like we might as well dive into the QJ stuff and allegations because it's uh, it's uh, yeah, there's there's a lot to go over, especially after reading your article or like scouting report and like realizing, oh, this guy, yeah, this guy's a lot more. Uh, Say something real quick. Yeah, yeah, with, yeah. With uh, QJ and, and, and Whip Route, you kind of. I kind of want to know what your, like, intro or just, like, entry point with, like, the QJ perception was because you called it early with – he was listed at 6'4". You said 6'2", 6'3", maybe, and that's what happened. And then you said, I don't think he's as fast as he is. (laughs) He ran 4'5", when they were – every report prior was like, yeah, this is a 4'3 guy. Yeah. (laughs) For sure. Blocked multiple times. This is an athletic freak. This is Megatron with braids, and this, that was not. It's not been the case. So I kind of want to know yeah. when you when you started. I, I don't know. Smell something funny with, with that. In, yeah, that's a good question. Um, I remember I was listening. I don't remember what podcast I was listening to, but like they were talking about this dude, and I was like, oh, this guy sounds like you know. I how have I not heard of this guy? So I like I go on and I like watch. I think I watched like the Kansas game, um, just kind of really briefly, and I saw him got like. He got, like, hawked once or twice, and, again, it's Kansas. Like, Kansas was, like, okay this year, but, like, it's still Kansas. Like, you can't be getting hawked. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I saw him got hawked a couple times, like, and then I just – I kept, like, seeing clips of him pop up. I'm like, like this, this does not look like a dude who has any sort of, of burst or, like, super speed. And I don't, I don't know what it is. Like, I'm, I'm really fortunate that I work with some dudes who are really, really freaking fast. So I, I get to, you know, like, there's a couple dudes I, that I've worked with that have run, you know, low 4.3s, like low 4.4s. Like, I, I know what that speed looks like and feels like. And, you know, when you look at Quentin Johnson, it's just like, like he's got long strides, so he eats up cushion. But, like, you just you just see the way DBs play him and you see, like, how he gets hawked down and, and the way that he has to move in open fields in order to create any kind of separation between him and another defender. It, it just kind of is all the hallmarks of a guy who really can't move that fast. And then I, I remember, because he went to high school in Texas, and, you know, if you know Texas high school football, um, everything revolves around that, and they try and hide deficiencies really well. 
So the dude in like high school, he was a, he was a really big long jumper. I forget what he jumps, but he jumped something crazy. And he high jumps. He was a really good high jumper. He might have done triple too. I don't remember. But there was not a single uh, 100, 200, 400 times. Like there were no sprint times. Which, which is bizarre. As someone that comes from like a, I, you know, ran track in high school and college, that's, I feel like it's yeah. almost unheard of. I never thought about it in the full pot context. So that's pretty interesting. But yeah, you never see jumpers that at, at least at like a small meet don't run the 100 or two. Exactly. So, and that's kind of where you start like, because you know, everyone has, you know, recruiting advisories and he was a big time recruit. So of course he had somebody advising him. But like, you know, I've advised kids like, like I had a kid come out and run an 11.6. And I was like, you got to stop running hundreds. Like you're not running another one. Like you, yeah. you had a bad day. It was raining. You pulled your hamstring. You ran one 100. You never ran it again. Like, I don't care like, what the story is. Like you ran one, you don't. And this kid has big offers. Like, so, you know, I just understand what that kind of process looks like. So when I see, when I log on to your athletic.net and I see that you don't have a hundred times, but you have jump times or jumps. It just, you know, you start clicking things together and you can kind of paint a picture pretty quickly. And um, I'm glad to say, you know, I'm right. Everyone else is wrong all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you can do a victory lap on this one. But on like the same token, he's going to get picked in the first round. I, he has <laughs> strengths. And I was, I was, I was full. I thought he was going to run really fast. I saw all the like yak stuff in games and I had similar, which is kind of like heard through the grapevine, like, oh, there's this crazy receiver at TCU. So what, what were the, some of the, I, I don't know, the positives you saw with, with Johnson, Johnson. I mean, he is, he is like, he is a, like, he's a great athlete in a certain sense. Like he, he obviously jumps out of the gym, um, like no doubt about it. And he does have a really big frame. I think he does have some like pretty decent feel in the open field sometimes. Um, and I think that, you know, like, I I wish I could see, like, how tall he's been the last, like, three years because he moves and operates like someone who grew three inches in the last two years. Um, and I think it, it – I mean, I don't – I think he probably was 6'2 when he was recruited. But, you know, it's just interesting to see, like, hey, like, he does have these these really athletic traits, even if he doesn't have that long speed. Um, like, is this someone who – you know, with time, can they grow into a body? Like, can he can he grow some more coordination? Like, does he need to learn how to juggle? Does he like what what is happening for him that he's not quite in touch with his body? And I think that is a really interesting um, question because I think there's ability there. I'm like, I don't think the guy can like never be successful. I just think with the skill set he has right now, and with the um, with some of the stuff I've heard, and I'm not going to get into it, but like, it just seems that he's kind of on a track and it doesn't seem like he's going to leave that track anytime soon. Okay, boys, we got him. We got him to say something positive about Quentin Johnson. <laughs> Shut down the operation <laughs> right now. This mission accomplished. Clip we did it. <laughs> no, uh, no, I know. Yeah. I, I, I also is, is, um, is, is the kind of like, um, rumors, like all field stuff you heard about, is it that he's an anime fan? Cause that's something that, that knocks him in my book. It's not... I, you know what? I've actually heard that one. Um, <laughs> I had to I had to drop him down a couple uh, a couple spots on my big board. He's also, he's, he's a TikToker. Yeah, uh, I had to take him down for that. Yeah, he's and got... just you know just typical. He's it, it, that's, that's a big red flag. He's got he's got that one. Uh, I mean, yeah, again, I, I'm I think I'm mostly joking, but like I so I don't I don't really care about this stuff. But like he does have that one TikTok where he's like, it, it it's like 
it's like him, like a still of him on the field, like a highlight real uh, still of him like doing something cool and then it like cuts to like the anime illustration of it and i'm like ah oh, man that's, <laughs> that's tough <laughs> like, <laughs> um but uh no uh what was i gonna say yeah i, I kind of I, I didn't really hear about um him until this season uh uh I, I, like to, to full disclosure to uh i guess the the podcast listening community but like i i i'm I'm a, I'm a big clemson fan so like most of the college football I consume is like the acc and i know that's the garbage conference but i mean every once in a while it produces like a great qb prospect or you know i mean it it, it definitely i mean they they have their hits but it's usually the acc or sec um i don't i i, I struggle to like you know stay up and watch the pac 12 or whatever um, I mean, not that that's like a garbage conference or anything, but, uh, like the same thing with the big 12, I just don't get around to it as much because I'm like mostly watching ACC and SEC. Um, but, uh, yeah, I didn't, so I didn't really hear about, uh, QJ until this year, mostly through college fantasy football. I had like my own league for the first time and we did a draft and everyone was like, oh, you got to get QJ. Um, and so I, was, I do. Do say what's up? <laughs> I, I was put on QJ's yeah fraudulent status early because I was in a college fantasy football league with you. Took him and then he had three good games the entire season. One of them was Kansas. Hey, he forced Kansas. Yeah, but that's that's how that's how I found out. And I watched like the um like the Just Bombs tape or whatever of him, like the five minute like hype video, which we'll talk about more. Just Bombs a great scouting service just so everyone knows um but uh like i i watched it and it was just like his tape's just kind of weird like in in the sense that like and what i had heard was like he was this like big fast guy but like all the plays are like 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 he was like this big fast x receiver i should say and but but like a lot of the highlighted plays are just like the like whatever like the big 12 cornerback who's going to be an insurance agent in like five years. Like he's like, he's like playing like 20 yards. He's playing like 10, 15 off of like QJ. And like, I don't, he's just like getting these, like, uh, y- you know, he's just getting these like underneath routes and like getting yak after it. And I'm like, all right, well, that's not what I had going in, into it. Like that's not the expectation that I had going into watching his tape, but I guess like, I mean, I don't know. There are plenty of like, weird prospects out there so I, but like the more i dug into it i kind of came around to uh what whip route was talking about where uh there's like a, a lot of weird stuff going on and like biomechanical stuff happening too that i don't that, yeah i don't can't really put my finger on okay so what are i mean opening the floor obviously both of y'all what are some of the favorites outside of the main like i top two or three guys, you know, the Zay Flower, Quentin Johnson. Do we do we JSN do, do we wanna um do we wanna just uh go uh like because I, I asked uh Whip Route to kind of have a like pull up with a um kind of like a loose wide receiver ranking or power ranking. Do we do we want, do we kind of just like want to go down the wide receivers like within reason. We're not gonna like we're not going to end up talking about like Joseph <laughs> Nagata or anything like that. But like, oh um, uh, really? I was going to say I don't care who you guys talk about as long as you talk about Tank Dell. Yeah, Tank Dell is the only. You can tell yeah, us Tank Dell. got him the receiver. 
but, but so who are we starting? Who who's who's your top guy, and we'll go from there. Who's your who's your top receiver? Uh, yeah, I think I think it's just gonna end up being Jason. <sighs> um, I kind of. <laughs> I kind of, you know, I waffled around with it for a little bit, um, but I think, you know, in terms of like just you, if you are gonna take a receiver this draft, which I I really highly recommend that you do not, um, at least in the first round, I just don't think you should. Yeah, me neither. I think you want to take someone who who you know is gonna produce, and um, I think he's technically really good. I think he's like we talked about his body control is great. He's got great hands. He seems like he's a super smart player. He like brings effort in the run game. Like, hey man, like he's gonna he's gonna produce. He might not be you know Olave or Wilson from that factory, but um, he's he's gonna be a good NFL player. Like, and if you're taking a, a receiver in the first round, you want someone who you know is gonna be a good NFL player. Um, you probably want to take him the second instead, but hey, you know, take your lumps if you want to take one. Yeah, and I, I just find it interesting because I've. Uh, like I, I've I've had trouble with this too because I think he I think there's a good case that he's the he's the best prospect too. Um, I just like have a struggle to put like a slot receiver like someone who's like very slot dependent. Uh, as good as he is, I struggle to put someone like as my wide receiver one. But I, I mean, I guess the thinking is uh, who who, re, who the comp is like what like like the upside comp is like a uh, like. Amon Ross, St. Brown, or something like that. Yeah, like that's that's probably about as good as it'll get. Yeah, and and that's still like, I mean, what would you consider him in the NFL? Like top twenty, or so. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Like he's a, he's a, I think he's a really solid like receiver too. Right. Um, I think they need to add one more body there, but you know, I think you know, hey. Yeah. Gotta take what you can get sometimes. No, that and that's kind of the theme of this draft, but I I just like wonder. Um, is there like this paradigm shift in NFL scouting circles with um, how they view slot receivers, or is it is it just the fact that this is a really bad draft? Because you look at the like you look at good slot receivers who have proven their worth, uh, like in the last I don't know like three uh, three four five years. Like I, I always kind of go to like Hunter Renfro and Amon Ra where it's like uh, those guys end up being good slot receivers and productive and probably both worth a second contract, but they both went in the fourth round. I mean, like, like what's the, what's, yeah. what's the shift here that like makes, is it, I mean, it, it and what I'm starting to realize it is, it is like, I guess it's just that like the, the wide receiver class is that bad because anytime like I'm, I'm like, okay, well who will, when I'm, when I'm doing my whole, like, uh, you, you, you know, my I'm like internally debating, like, like okay, well, I can't put, I can't say that uh, JSN's the best receiver, but then I'm like, okay, well, who would you take in front of him? And that that's a difficult question, but because like yeah, I think that's all, all the other guys have like very uh, like clear limitations. I think that's where it started getting really hard for me. Like, I didn't want to put him number one because like there's just so much he can't do. Right. But then I like I, you, you look around and I think like the next best guy is probably Zay Flowers and he can play outside a little bit, but he's tiny. Yeah. Like he's so small. So like, um, I think that's kind of the issue. Like there's just nothing really to reach on here. Well, one of the, and, and, and again, I, I know we said we were going to do go, go down the line with rankings. And I think, I think we probably said a fair amount about, or, you know, the requisite amount of, 
like commentary about JSN. But one thing that's really annoying me this year is that there are a bunch of like thin, wiry guys at wide receiver, but only like Hyatt. And he has his own problems. We'll get to it. But only he's like the only one that I've like seen that has like top end burner speed. Like, and by that, I mean, like, if you go look at like the, again, like the just bombs highlights or like the, like, you know, the mega rails of like recent, like, like top tier receivers, like Garrett Wilson, Alave, Devonta Smith, like those guys, they have like multiple clips of them burning dudes over the top. And I spent like an hour just last night, just going through the like just bombs highlight to see if there was anyone who had those reps on tape. And again, this is, I'm not saying I like really dug into the tape. I was just looking at like five minute highlights, but you'd expect like that, you know, there would be some like really high end, like over the top reps from some of these prospects. And I just like, didn't really see that for anyone other than Hyatt. And I actually, it is funny because I pulled up the first result for uh, a metal, a medal of this. I pulled up the first result for uh Garrett Wilson college highlights and the first two plays were him burning a corner on like a post route. And then the next one was like him taking the screen to the house. And I was like, man, I can't like, like, where, where is that? Like that, that guy is not in this draft. I wanted it to be Addison, but it's just not Uh, like, that's, that's my big issue with this draft is like, you have all these guys and, and none of them can really do that on the outside. And from what I've seen, at least from the prospects I've watched. Yeah, you got you got a lot of role players, and I think it's like kind of sucks. You're not going to get like you know your number one receiver here, but um, you got a lot of guys that I think contribute. Um, a lot of guys who I think cannot contribute and probably will get drafted way too high. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a bummer draft to watch, dude. Like I was, you know, I didn't do like full write ups last year, and this year I was like, okay, like, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. Um, and even this year, I kind of barely did it. Um, but I was really excited because, you know, like Addison and JSN, like I was pretty excited to watch them. And then like, everyone's just slow yeah, and like small. I'm like, come on, man. Like, yeah, you're like, I'm going to write about the draft this year. I'm going to finally sit down and do it. And then you have to like write about Charlie Jones. <laughs> no, Dude, offense. Charlie Jones, right? <laughs> no, no, no offense to Charlie Jones. I'm I'm in the Charlie Jones fan club, but like, yeah, yeah you know he's gonna be tuning in, man. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> Blind Sandy Amendola. Well, well, that's that's how I'm gonna. That's how I'm gonna. Um, I'm gonna do like the like the the bot account thing, where when I post the episode of Twitter, I'm gonna be like, uh, I'm gonna type like in the caption like Charlie Jones, Rashi Rice, Tank Dell, uh, you know, <laughs> shit like that, um, just to get all the engagement I can. That's right. Farm it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. So wide receiver two, who are you like? I, and, and again, this doesn't have to be like a, you know, like a definite list, but who are you feeling right now behind JSN? Yeah, I think I do. I do think it is Zay Flowers. Um, I kind of wrote about it a little bit, but he, he does remind me a little bit of like Brandon Cooks. Yeah. Uh, like maybe a little bit better in open field and Brandon Cooks, but better in open field is a really good football player like a really, really good football player. Yeah. So um, I'm starting to come around on him. He's, you know, he's a senior, which is kind of a, a dink for me. Um, I don't like drafting seniors. Right. Um, but I, I think he's a good football player. And um, again, Brandon, Brandon Cooks, who can have feel in open space is a good football player. I don't think he, I don't think he did any like return work, which I really wish he did. Like, I really wish he was like a punt returner or something. Um, but I guess you got to take what you can get. Right. Um, yes. Yeah, so 
it's interesting with Zay because um, uh, and I don't, I don't even know how many of like my like Twitter buddies know this, but like I I helped write for uh, um, like I did I did film review or whatever for a Clemson blog, and so I had to I had to like watch a ton of uh, like ACC teams, awesome. and the the first year that. I remember Zay playing with us. I was like, who is this guy? This guy's like, like fucking crazy. Like, I mean, he was, he was just like, he was doing all kinds of insane shit on us. And like, and it's, it, it, that's really no small thing. Cause I think that's uh, small feat. Cause I think this was like, I'm thinking about like when AJ Terrell was still on the team. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. I can't remember. It was like, it was, it was, it was either him or Andrew Booth that he was like, you know, not necessarily cooking, but like showing flashes at, against. So I was like, man, this guy's going to be awesome. Then I didn't realize till this year how small he was. So I was like, oh, okay. That's, I understand why, why the hype isn't like insane. But I, that, yeah, like I said, like, I, I thought he was like a super solid receiver as far as, uh, you know, what he can bring to a team. Yeah, so, I, I think he I wanted brings... to add... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, man. Go ahead. I was just going to ask because... Uh... You're right. There aren't a lot of. I'm just looking up 40 times. There just aren't a lot of guys that ran under 4-4, like a bizarre amount of, you know, guys. But there were guys just thinking about someone who isn't nearly as engaged with the wide receiver discourse as y'all. There are guys I remember being branded as burners, like Jalen Hyatt, for example. And mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to get y'all's like input. Is because he branded as a burner, but ran 4-4. I think that's kind of kind of funny. He apparently, I don't know how true this is. He tweaked his hamstring before he ran it. And I don't know, uh, whoever I might disagree with me. I do think he's like legit fast. I just, there, there's a lot of like, yeah, issues I watched with- Tennessee. He seemed very fast, but I, I know there are other issues like that fake offense. Yeah. Small. The Prowl system. Yeah. Well, I mean, where Prowl can go more in depth on like, his like actual, like mechanical or, you know, what, you know, wide receiver positional deficiencies but i they, i mean like like i said like just from like highlight watching i was like he's like the only guy in the class that was really like taking the top off consistently um so i, I yeah i don't know I, like, I was watching him against uh i was watching cam smith uh tape mm-hmm. uh, like a week ago and he i mean he was like burning like a lot of usc guys and those those guys aren't bad athletes um but you know there's a lot we, I don't. I don't know how far down we'd have to go to the rankings to get to the Jalen Hyatt discussion, but I guess we might as well have it. Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I think he's like he is fast. Like he ran like a ten four in high school. Like so he is like he is fast. Yeah. Um, I just think he's the kind of fast that takes a little bit to get going, and like mm. for me personally, I don't love that. Um, that's just that's just kind of the way that I look at it. I don't like guys who need you know. 15, 20 yards to get going. I like guys who take 10 yards to get going, even if they're not quite as fast. Um, it's because it's about the per- perception of speed rather than the reality of speed. Right. Um, it's, it's, it's what, and, I guess it's what the scouting community calls like suddenness or whatever. Or am I, am I off on that? Exactly. Right, yeah, right, right, yeah. So I, I think he is, he is legitimately like verified fast, you know, 10-4, like I said. Um, I just don't love the way that he gets to 10-4. Um, but yeah, that's kind of yeah, kind of it on him. I, I don't rank. I don't think he's very good. Well, he where I have a rank personally. Yeah, low, like really low. 
not even a number low. That's uh, yeah, that's like good for the class. Probably outside top ten. Like, wow. I, I think the class sucks. Out of top ten, but I I think I guess teams kind of see why well, he's gotten hype and like. I worry that teams are going to draft him thinking he's like Deshaun Jackson, which is stupid. Like, I remember Lance Zerline had that comp, and I was like, come on, you do this professionally, man. Do let's, let's, let's try a little bit. Um, comp ever. Yeah. It, but like, I guess, I guess, like, what, like, if a, I'm trying to think of like a, um, not, not necessarily, I'm not, best case scenario would be the wrong wording, but like, and like an, a team using like trying to be logical about picking Jalen Hyatt. Uh, and I guess they'd want some kind of, they basically want like, I think your comp was Anthony Schwartz and you basically want like a jet sweep slash like nine route merchant. And I just, I, yeah, I don't know. how exactly. I don't know how valuable Cause like, even like, I felt like Miko Harmon was probably a better prospect than him, but like, you kind of see how like, that worked out. Like, I mean, like, not that not that yeah, that kind of okay. not that Miko's useless, but like it's just like not it's not first round shit. It's not like it's it's barely like second round shit. If you like to be completely honest, yeah, and like he doesn't have any other like kind of redeeming skills, and he's not good after the catch. Like straight up, he is not good. Oh no, yeah. So right. like, it's it gets to a point where you're like, okay, man, maybe you should have run the four hundred and been in the Olympics instead. <laughs> like I think he was the wrong sport to do at college, man. I'm sorry. Like, um, you got the you know, got the I guess, and that's gonna be his like highlight. With football. yeah, yeah, whatever. I guess you won the Blitnikoff award. Sure. <laughs> yeah, who cares? Um, but no, who cares? Yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I see exactly. I mean, it's 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 pretty apparent what you're talking about with like the suddenness and stuff on. On tape, um, who would you say? So we got Zay Flowers in the books, and yeah, he's 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 definitely a guy uh, who uh, who can play. Uh, who who would you uh, who would you say after him? Like, what's it looking like? How do, how would you like hear all this? Or is like is JSN in his own tier, or is they with him? Like, I mean, because here's the thing: I did last year for because I the past two years I've done my own like my own version of like wide, wide receiver rankings. And I usually like tier them. And last mm-hmm. last year, um, like I had a top tier, but this year I think I'd like start like a tier down, <laughs> where where like tier one in the past two years have been like, okay, this guy could like this guy's like a. In fact, I think I even like even last year I had like a tier down from twenty twenty one, where twenty twenty one I was like, okay, well I thought I thought Chase. Um, Smith and Waddle were all like locks to be like wide receiver one types or like teams that are wide receivers that could like carry your core. Um, mm-hmm. But like even I couldn't remember last year or not if I started to tear down, but this one I don't know if I'd start like a tier or two down. Like as far as grades go, like if you want to do, if you want to do your tiers tiering as like a grade system, it's like, okay, or any like, cause I kind of look at it as like, like one, like the like kind of like all pro lot guys. And then like tier two, mm-hmm. like the guys who, you know, potential like you know, like probably pro bowlers, not necessarily like world beaters, but like could like be low end wide receiver ones or whatever. And then like below that, it's like you know guys who have who might flash the potential to be like you know pro bowl level value um, yeah. or whatever. But like that's that's kind of the tier I'd like start on because I think that's kind of where JSN lands. Like where would you land on that in, in terms of this class? 
that's that's basically exactly what I did. Like I put on my subs. I hate grading. Right. This is my football coach horse for a second because like I think that everyone serves needs and you got to draft for needs, blah blah blah, whatever. Um. So like I just I'm not smart enough to like do like the grades that they do. They do they all do the grades out of eight. I don't understand why I'm not that smart. They have to dumb it down for me. So I did I did one through ten. Um, ten is like you know like your your Julio like okay, right. That guy's gonna be a hall of fame. Like <laughs> okay, he's, I I know what that is. And then, you know, nine, like you said, like, it's your all pros, you know, eight, one, like, all pro, and just, you know, moving down. But, like, again, JSN, the number one, and I have him down as a 7.1, which is Pro Bowl potential, high-end wide receiver, too. Right. Like, there's just no one, I think, who is literally any better than that. And um, that, again, like, that sucks to watch. Like, it's hard, <laughs> like, just watch a million receivers who are worse than someone who has pro bowl potential so like i don't know man it's it's just not fun as for tiering it's like it's like guys who will get a second contract and then guys who will not yeah that's kind of that's kind of the tier i'm in right now like it's just like okay yeah how long will you spend in the league are you practice squad what, what's your deal what's going on here special teams are you a gunner are you, are you going to be collecting an unemployment yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking for tackling highlights for Quentin Johnson right now. So he can be an all-pro gunner. You're gonna be coaching kids on Instagram and solicit, soliciting Instagram accounts for for clients. That's right. But yeah, do y'all want to talk about kids. a good position in this draft? Y'all want to talk no, about some tight ends? I, I do. I do want to talk about some. Uh, let me. Let me. Let me get a couple more thoughts on my receivers because I feel like we hadn't. I want to give the because the because the people listening, you know, uh, are probably you know it's a bunch of alpha males listening to this podcast. They probably dug into the draft and they want to know like about certain receivers. So I was gonna let I was gonna let. I mean, I think he, we got two receivers. <laughs> that was yeah. Let's let's try to get to like five. Uh, uh, so who would who would you say is like wide receiver three for you right now? Uh, I guess I have to give it to like Jordan Addison. Let's go. Um, I think he's really good. He's pretty smooth. Um, he just does all the things you want a receiver yeah. to do. I think he's like a massive wuss at the catch point, and I think he's a real wuss in open field. I think he's gonna end up having like Tyler Lockett disease, where he just starts like sliding every time he's in the open field. But um, yeah, he's good. Like I haven't watched him super in depth, so I don't have a ton you know written out on them i don't know it's in front of me but i think in terms of production in terms of producing at a young age at a school where you really shouldn't be producing at pit and then coming to usc and, and being a, a good target even though he was pretty banged up right i think he missed a, a few games which again you know, he's see how much of the way i have it up somewhere um, i think he's 171 oh he's, yeah he's he's oh. got up right there 511 171 yeah, right He's built. He's built like me out there. Okay, like can't, <laughs> can't, can't, Like I outweigh him by like five pounds, but I'm not a big dude. So like, yeah, I think it's just. Not that's, so is it the like size that's gonna? Is he also just slot only? I think he. I think he can do it outside. Um, yeah. I think he's got that body control, and he's got a little bit more to take the top off. Where I think he can, um, you know, make a living outside. Um. But and he's got that suddenness like we were talking about. Um, I just think that, you know, he will probably end up, 
you know, being in the slot a considerable amount, which is not like a strictly slot receiver. Right. I think like, you know, when receivers are like two tight ends and then two receivers and one of the receivers ends up in the slot, I think he'll be in the slot a lot in that kind of situation, um, which I think is a really cool spot for him. I think you can move him around and he'll be productive. Um, Again, just solid. I don't, I don't love him as much as I love JSN or, or Zay Flowers, but I think he's competitive. I think just not as competitive as the other two. Yeah, I, I admittedly do have like a, like a, I don't know if I'd call it a draft crush, but I, I, I did like Addison a lot, um, especially like watching him break out at Pitt because, of course, like I said, like I'm kind of an ACC head, so like I was. I was like, who is this guy? Like, I was like, I was like, the the quarterback really. I mean, I, like, I thought Pickett was a good college quarterback, <laughs> but I was like, he like I remember watching Pickett the year before and being like, okay, he doesn't really have that great of an arm. His hands seem really small. He doesn't have like a ton of athletic ability. I was like, but I mean, he's I don't know, he decent decision maker. And then the next year, he got he gets this guy and, and like like wins the Bolitnikoff as a sophomore year, his sophomore year at nineteen. And I was like. Okay, you have my attention, sir. And uh, yeah, he, like I, I guess, like I mean, I think like fundamentally, he's he's a really good receiver. Uh, but I do the, like the the whole like can he play on the outside thing? He has. I th- I also think he has like like kind of like low end speed. Like he's he's he he doesn't. It's mm. it, it's not he he can't really top take the top off consistently, and that's something that disappointed me because I finally went back like last week or like this week and uh was looking through like the like mega highlight reels or whatever and like let me let, like please show me one play where he just absolutely like burned someone and they're just like that i don't know I, I think i saw like one or two reps at the college level and that's just like I, I, like for a guy that size like you look at you look at someone who like like i think i think people kind of underrate devonta smith's long speed but like if you look at his like highlight reel at Bama he's like constantly just like taking off and like leaving people behind and like just like cooking guys and and like as as good of a receiver as I think Addison is like there's still like something to be like there's something to be desired athletically especially at that frame that I'm like yeah I mean I can't like it's it's hard to put him as wide receiver one in this draft I'll probably end up having him like 1a 1b with JSN but like it, it it is it is just like it's it's tough uh because uh, and 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 the in the soft aspect that Whipperat was talking about is kind of true too, where he's I mean he doesn't really block or anything. Whereas like JSN is a good blocker, um, right? I mean that was that was that's something I saw a lot when I was watching JSN. I think you yeah. you see you saw that too. Yeah, he's physical. He he puts his nose in there, and I actually really really like that you're gonna always gonna get a bump from me i know receiver blocking doesn't like matter to people but right matters to me and, and i really enjoy watching receivers take the shit out of DBs. and and addison doesn't do that at all he has no interest in that um as i mentioned yesterday uh, he also gets the usc tax um <laughs> i will not ever respect players from usc um i just just don't respect them would you call the university of spoiled children that's right, University of Spilled Children. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no. He, he, uh, what was I gonna say? Um, the, the the whole blocking thing is like something that like people kind of like. Oh, that's just like co- like that's just like a like that's just something like you know coaches say and they don't really mean it. But like I mean, yeah, that's that's something that you you like a guy to be a dog, and that's something that like besides the speed element, I mean, 
you can like if you're trying because i've seen people do kind of lazy comps to like you know like a poor man's devonta smith to add and i'm like yeah. stop it like i mean like like he first off he doesn't have like really the long speed or the like like suddenness that's that devonta had but he also like Devonta was like a dog for like someone that was like 167 pounds. He was like mm. he was like out there blocking for like real, future, real. future DBs uh, and like pancaking. Like, hey man, he went to Alabama. Like that's the thing. The other thing, like you know, right? Jordan Nelson went to Pitt out of high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Devonta Smith went to Alabama. Like, don't like the athletic comparisons, the mental comparisons, like all of that is way different. He went from Pitt to USC. Right. Like, hey, I don't know how Lincoln Riley runs this program. I kind of do, but I, I don't know what kind of the mental fortitude they have. But I know, I know it goes down in Tuscaloosa. So, right. Yeah. Now that makes sense, and I did want to bring up the blocking thing because I remember like a couple years ago. I know, like, I guess it was like what? When's the last time he was a Panthers coach? But there was like there was a like four years ago. There was a um. Ron Rivera quote at the draft. It was him and Marty Herney at the press conference, and they were, or like at the combine. He was like, "The number one thing I look for with wide receivers is blocking." And I was like, "What an idiot!" But then I like, I mean, it it, it is it is something that's like underrated, though. I mean, it, it it's something that uh, you know, that you like not necessarily not not necessarily just because of like the aspect of blocking itself, but because of the physicality, right? It's, it's, it's for me, like, you know, when I talk in like in my receiver room, like we don't talk about winning blocks. We talk about inflicting punishment. Right. And the mentality is like, Hey man, like you're not getting the ball on this, but you better still win your rep. And, and when we go in and we, and we chart our games together, um, we're looking for winning on 80% of our reps, whether it's blocking, whether it's running a correct route and getting open, even if you get the ball or not or whether it's making someone miss in space. Okay, we are winning on 80% of our reps. Um, and, you know, we have a pretty deep room. And I let everybody know, like, if you don't win 80% of your reps, you're probably not going to be on the field. So I, to me, that's where it comes down to. It comes down to, hey, this is a minimum threshold that you're required to meet. To me, um, do it or don't. And, and that's kind of, you know, you get to have a little leeway if you're a high school coach and not coaching, you know, elite athletes that you're drafting the first round, right? Right um because you're you're trying to accomplish different goals rather than just winning football games but for me it's it's just you know do you want to win this rep like does this matter to you outside of your own production um so again a little more coach speak for everyone who doesn't hear it enough for everyone who was missing the glory days of high school where the coach just rambled on about bullshit for half an hour (laughs) yeah Uh, it's good getting like that perspective though because i feel like i only hear it from you know, you know media media heads it's just like there's just like with sports in general it's just like an asset culture like just never yeah, say about a, what like to be honest, bro, i don't give a fuck about blocking like i don't want to teach blocking either i would rather do something much more interesting with my time but it just you know there's just standards and i think that if you hold yourself accountable to each standard you just end up having a better football player and i think that's where blocking comes in for me i just think you know, just take care of your craft. You, know, you don't have to be a great blocker. Just put your body out there. Yeah, it's it's so. the it's the effort aspect too, and like the motor, and that's what uh that's one of the reasons I appreciated the Substack uh re- scouting reports from you is because like there was there are things that I noticed, and I don't think I think a large portion of draft Twitter probably doesn't care 
even like it's probably not even that they don't care it's probably or indifferent they just like don't comprehend it because they they just like started watching football a year ago but like um like like the like the effort plays like you had one good one about zay flowers where he was like basically a decoy on a uh vertical route i mean or he, he was he was being used as like a decoy or, or an alert and he just mm-hmm. kind of just like half-assed it because he was like oh they're not throwing in me anyway and like sure enough like whatever whatever happened in the quarterback's read to like like you know signify okay well i'm throwing it to zay because you know this is a good look for that like he of course like got to that he you know, he, he he got there and he was like okay well i'm gonna throw it to zay but like zay is like just like kind of like <laughs> jogging or whatever and it's like i mean shit like yeah, that, shit like that matters yeah i mean that's i mean that's like the difference like that is literally the difference between touchdown first down and three and a half and and that's the stuff that doesn't matter. And like in my room, we have um, what we call I love football routes, right? It's like you're running this route because you love football. You love God, you love football, you love your teammates. Right. And you're going to run this go route and you're going to run a 4-4 on it and you're not going to complain because someone else is going to turn around and do that for you on the very next play. So you just, you know, do you love football on, on your takeaway routes? That's all. Right. Um. And you know that's 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 definitely important too with the whole uh, you know wanting guys who come in and have high motor aren't soft that kind of thing. The the kind of like I don't, I don't know if this uh, I guess it's an intangible aspect, but you know that stuff's important. Um, so we we I think we kind of discussed most of the um, receivers I guess that people are you know, asking about, I guess I, I will take, I, I think I, maybe Ahmed was right. Where we can just like talk, talk about guys who we like, um, who were like under kind of under the radar. And I guess this is all a segue yeah. to us talking about uh, Xavier Hutchinson. Cause I know we both want to. That's right. I, I was going to say like, y'all, y'all, can, y'all can get X out of the way before we move on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where, where, where would, where would he land on your, power ranking by the way like how how far after addison he's fourth like he's, fourth. he's just solid fourth yeah no i i, I think that's probably where he, i might have, have a have them but i really like i really like x a lot yeah i was i was gonna maybe talk about downs too because he um he's he's definitely a slot dependent player i like but like that like Hutchinson is just like getting like zero hype and i don't really understand it like i mean he I, i'm not i'm not trying to say that he's like gonna come in and be like your career uh wide receiver too but i mean he's he's he i think he's a guy that could stick around in the nfl for sure yeah oh no i think like you know when i was watching i think i wrote it i was like this just like you just look at a guy like him who just you know quietly produces and like you don't hear a lot of like uh hype around him and you just look at him and you look at him how he plays and you're like this just looks like a guy who just is going to spend 10 years in the league is like a really good football player Right. Like, that's just what they look like in college. Like, you know, he's six one. Like I think it's like an eighth of an inch under six two. Yeah, so no. six two, you know, whatever. And he moves the way he does in the open field. He attacks the ball really well. He has no idea what he's doing, like <laughs> on his releases or anything. But like he's still coordinated. Like he still right. understands his body and his frame and all these things that Quentin Johnson does not. So I think that like in terms of like, if you want like a bigger outside receiver who has that ability to get you yards after the catch, I would much much rather take Xavier Hutchinson than Clint Johnson. Oh yeah, after after the release, I think he's like very good good because there's I was I was watching him earlier mm-hmm. today. Like uh, I was telling 
Ahmed to watch is like just bombs tape. But like there was one play where uh, he like he did the like kind of like you know really good college body control thing where like he was uh, the re- the receiver was trying to sc- squeeze him on the sideline. He kept leaning in toward the cornerback to give his, his quarterbacks. I guess that was it was Purdy or the even worse guy this year. I can't remember, but he was like leaning into the cornerback, trying to give him space, trying to give the quarterback the sideline. Mm-hmm. And just like at the last second, just like saw where the ball was, was heading and like, you know, like dive backwards and, and, and called it. And there's just like stuff like that. All he's, he's got, he's got that. Uh, I don't, I don't know if you, if you think this, but I think he's like, a, like for not being like a speed, like one of the, one of the, like one of the things that I would like really feel bad about is he's not like faster long speed. Cause he's like pretty good at tracking the ball. Right. Oh, he's excellent tracking ball. I mean, he's like a four or five guy or something like that. Yeah. 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 So but he's like, he just wins his one-on-ones. Yeah. And I think like guys who win their one-on-ones matter. Well, yeah. I don't know. He's a good ball player. The, the, the reason that like I was so high on him is, uh, I'm I'm not I'm not gonna say I'm like first on the Xavier Hudson hype train, but like uh like last year I was t- I was telling y'all about like writing for like a Clemson blog. I was writing uh a film review for Iowa State and well first thing like writing that I was like, Good God, Bre- Brees Hall is carrying this <laughs> I was like I did not understand the Brock Purdy shit at all until the NFL was like, No, he's 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 great. We wanna sign him to a you know, a fifty million co- year a year contract eventually. Like I, I I did not understand him as a prospect at all, but uh, the, the like the other thing I saw other than like Brees like carrying that offense was like you know uh, Hodginson doing his part, and and there was like um, I was already like like from watching like the like from previewing the Iowa State offense I was already like a fan, but then there was one play in the bowl game that he just like. It was just like a one v one like press, or I don't I don't even think it was press. I think it was like, you know, off coverage, man coverage though with a uh, Mario Goodrich who's now with the Eagles, and he just like completely burned him. And at the time, I was like, oh, this guy has great long speed. And then like, because I thought I thought Mario was faster than he was. And then we get to the combine, and Mario ran like a four six, I think. And I was like, oh, okay, never mind. That's what happened. Uh, but I mean, still, he there there are plenty of plays where he like. He's like cooking people, even though, like you said, he's not like necessarily like a technician yet. But uh, I mean, he's just he's just like fundamentally a good receiver. Yeah, he's just like sometimes I like you know you think you like like we all joke about just watch the just bombs production and you'll be able to figure out if he's good or not. Yeah, like we kind of joke about it, but yeah, I think fundamentally, and I know that like I feel this way like when I'm evaluating players and. I know a lot of coaches, like I've, I've talked to this before, but like a college coach is going to watch 30 seconds of your highlight video. Yeah. Like, and, and that's kind of the way it is. So, um, you know, you just, just watch a player. And if that player makes you excited when you watch him, he, he might be good. And if you know what you're talking about and he makes you excited, then he's probably definitely good. Um, if, you, if you're just like a media member and, and you're like, wow, this football player looks really great, um, maybe shut up. <laughs> and play some football but <laughs> no but you know i just think i think he fundamentally like you said he's just a fundamentally good football player that's um, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned yeah. that with the with the with that mode of uh, like watching prospects because I, that's one thing i've always um uh 
felt as as far as like when I, I got like back seriously in the you know you know watching football and stuff like that um is like it, I, I think a friend of the pod or future friend of the pod bets used to say like you, you like the really high end players you can like watch five seconds they're like five play i think it was the five five play rule where he was like you you can watch five plays yeah. and kind of and that's the thing with like we joke about the Jess Bob stuff, but um, like, I, and I see it all the time with like new draft Twitter, Twitter guys who get access to all twenty two when they're like, well, actually, they're, they're like posting like tw- like all like end zone cutups and stuff, and I'm like, you don't you don't know what you're yeah. watching, <laughs> like, I mean, you don't. I mean, I'm not saying yeah. like I really do either. Like, I, I I played receiver and I feel like I know, you know, I I don't I, I probably don't know half as much as the, about the position as Whiprout does, but like I I still like I, like. I, I under I understand it on some level from like playing it and watching it for like, for like you know like a like a, a decade plus of seriously like digging into it. Um, but like the the thing with those guys is like a lot of the times because it, it's funny because they'll like post like the all twenty two cutups and shit and be like, well, here's what he's doing on this this. And they'll, they'll they'll like call like a they'll call it like a release of pressure staff and you're like, what is going on? <laughs> like, but um. <laughs> they uh, they they do this thing where they're like only looking really at like the top fifty players that the, like the NFL and uh, the, basically the NFL has has leaked with them or like the top fifty players or whatever and they're like oh well I've got tape and I'm gonna watch and he's like you could for 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 like the very high end players you can go on just bombs and really if they look special and like you know what you're looking at then they probably are special like it's it's the whole like uh uh the homie grind the clock and also pff sucks uh who's currently yeah who's currently deactivated um but uh he those two guys were talking about like grind their uh just bombs type qb evaluations and i'm like i completely like am with them on that because it's like okay what is the what what do the really high-end prospects look like and it's like um like we were talking about with like uh ahmed and i were talking about with like anthony richardson earlier it's like like there are things he can do, and and, and I don't I, I don't want to limit it to just like Anthony Richardson. I mean, there are other. I think I think that um, that those guys would probably use like Josh Allen's uh, like just bombs highlights, where he's like doing just like insane shit, and you're like, okay, well that's probably a high end athlete. You don't have to like break down the film that hard hard if a guy's like you know throwing. Yeah throwing without stepping into the pocket and throwing like 80 yards down the field on a rope, then like, yeah, that's, that's probably really good. Like, I mean. That's right. Football, football is a really easy, easy sport. Um, the game is get as many really good athletes on your team as you can and don't be a horrible coach. Right. That is the whole, like <laughs> the whole thing. Just like, it's always like, you know, like Betts is a big advocate of this. Shout out Betts. Um, it's just you know, Jimmy's and Joe's beat X's and O's. Right. Like, how many good players can I accumulate, and how many mistakes can I limit myself on? Um, can I ask so you yeah. something just to, before yeah. I for, before I forget? Because I, I I agree with y'all. Like for as someone who didn't play football, you know, like, shout out my freshman football team, Owen Six, Pokemon <laughs> Knights. I hope I don't get doxxed off that, but uh, yeah. So I agree generally, but. I think a lot of people like media types that they'll, I don't, I don't know, overthink it, overanalyze it. Cause you'll have the few like guys that don't test all that actually do end up being good players. And do y'all see any like thorough line or like 
any consistent theme with the guys that don't. Like, the trying to think of, like, I feel like Travis Kelsey gets used a lot, but that's a bad example because he's 6'5", and, like, no one's 6'5", 260, whatever he is, moves like that. But I don't know the non-freak athletes that end up being, like, quality NFL players or really good NFL players. Yeah, I think, like, at least in the receiver department, for me, um, yeah, like, yeah, I was like talking, like, in beginning, like, yeah, yeah, that's a perfect example. Like, um, we what he does well is he's an exceptionally like in tune with his body. Um, he knows like he knows how his pinky toe is moving on every single snap. Um, it's kind of like you know like think about it like a, a really great pitcher who doesn't have high velocity stuff. You know, mm-hmm. they are just in complete control of every single aspect of their body. Um, and like you said, Devontae Adams is a great example of that. I'm trying to think of another one I can't right now off the top of my head, but like they're just dudes who who get the position and they get how to make things look faster than they are. Um, you know, we talk about that all the time. Like, hey, if you're not a burner, like you know, I know a kid who runs a 10-4. Okay, I also have a kid who runs an 11-8. You know, <laughs> how do I make those things look similar and how do I threaten cushions in the same way? And it's all about appearances. It's about body control. It's about um, intent and just efficiency. Um, kind of beating around the bush of the question, but you basically have to make yourself no, look that, as athletic as possible. Yeah, and this is just coming to mind because you're thinking of other dudes and, you know, a, a theme that I have, you know, so, some vested interest in, like the Falcons, like Drake London kind of kind of fits that category, I feel. Like, exactly, yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Not testing. And I, 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 I really hated Drake London at first, and then I kind of had to dumb it, dumb it down for myself, and I was like, oh, this guy's a good football player. And I just left yeah. it at that. And, like, I think he's good. And the DLG's boy T Higgins is, I would I I I don't really know what this. I wasn't on you know Twitter or anything at that point, so I don't know what the discourse was. But I was a big T T head because I watched him torch us and torch ACC for three years. And but he ran like a four six, and T was a second rounder, right? Yeah, yeah. T got Did he really run a four six. He ran. He ran yeah. slow. Yeah, he ran slow. I, I do remember that. Yeah, Drew, that is so surprising. Because no, he's yeah, he's 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 got like really really like elite balance. He's like a tall big guy, and, mm-hmm. and, and exactly. I, and I don't know. There's a, it's a lot of the like whole coordination thing. But yeah, draft Twitter like hated him from what I remember. Um, so like yeah, it, it, that is so funny because they were they were calling RAS watching on the receiver prospect. <laughs> um, but another example of that is a, a guy that I, I consider probably like maybe my favorite receiver, uh, Stefan Diggs, who like tested like 57th percentile, yeah. like as far as the RAS goes. Not that he was that, he, I mean, his long speed wasn't that bad or anything. It was four four six, but like he, he wasn't like that big. He wasn't, he didn't test that explosive. There's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of stuff like that, that, uh, even like his, even like his three cone and short shuttle i'm looking at it right now like like below average and that's kind of surprising when like because of how good of like a route runner he's become but like it's just one of those things we're talking about like coordination and stuff where uh i mean that that just like matters so much at the wide receiver position i mean think i mean you and you can think of it like um like there are people that i know like I, i play drums and there are people that I know that I know like with all the practice in the world, I will never become a better drummer because I mean, and it's not, it, I'm not necessarily saying like any of this shit's inherent, like a lot of it's hard work or whatever, but there, it's just true that like 
you know, mm-hmm. some like like some people have like an advantage like in coordination or whatever. And uh, it's the same way with like rhythm or and other stuff like that. Um, like so, like it's it's just it's it, like that's one of the things you kind of have to like watch a lot of football or may, I don't even know if you have to watch a lot of football, but you 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 need to like you know watch like attentively and see like okay well yeah okay why is this guy successful oh well, every time he moves it's like watching like a dancer or something like i mean it's 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 very coordinated it's uh you know uh he's got complete control over like where he's moving uh he can he can like what is it said i mean were you talking about that one Kadarius tony clip from florida a while back where he, yeah, he just like yeah, he just yeah, like basically oh, cuts a split somehow without touching the ground without like his mm-hmm. knees touching and he like makes two defenders run into him like uh uh like cutting on a dime with like sell it short like that kind of like start stop yeah uh, yeah J- jsn actually has a nice clip that uh whip route posted in his his scouting report where uh it, it was that like crosser into the end zone where the 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 like strong side safety or the weak safety is trying to like wall him off because you know he he like they they watched the tape they knew he was gonna run across her and he just like flips he he like for, however he does it he like contorts his body so he goes underneath both of them and they like run into each other like Looney Tunes style it's so funny they both fall down it's so funny um, <laughs> but yeah I mean it's a great clip yeah I mean that matters so much um, and and I guess going off of that do we. Do we do we have any do we want to talk about any more receivers that we're under the radar or whatever? And it's just because I I really just as far as the, like, the one guy yeah so the one guy I want to put receipts out on is Grant Dubose. I've tweeted about him several times already. Grant Dubose from UNC this Charlotte. This is a deep cut, man. This is a deep cut, That's dude. Early. Okay, so I was I was portal watching yeah. um, with a couple of my homies because they're coaching them over, and a couple of my homies are in personnel departments, and I like I'd kind of seen this guy like throughout the, the season, and he was like, oh, who's you know who's fourteen over there? That guy's kind of nice, and then he portaled, and um, you know I'm a cow guy, like you know so we needed we needed like a couple extra dues because we lost a couple. Um, and I was like, oh shit, like I know exactly who I think I would want. Um, and it was Grant DeBose and he, he came in the portal and I kind of lost track of him cause I was doing other stuff. Um, but he left the portal and then just stayed at Charlotte and declared for the draft instead. Um, and I, I literally was just talking with one of my friends and we were like, he's a guy who we think like if he had gone through and portaled, he would have gone to a power five school. Like for sure, yeah. Power five school, and then he would have put up crazy numbers, and he would have gone top sixty. Like I guarantee you, that's what kind of player that is. Like he is a stud, like really good football player. So Grant Dubose, UNC Charlotte. That's my deep cut. Okay. Put receipts out. Okay, cool. Because that, even though I think Clemson played them last year, I, I was not aware. When, when did he? Uh, how many years did he play at UNCC? Do you know? I want to say three. I'm looking it up right now. Okay. Yeah. Well, against against the like non-power five teams, I kind of like zone out when I'm <laughs> But uh, but like yeah. So valid. Yeah. It's like a it's like 45 at halftime. Um. Yeah. I'm. I'm. He's two years of stats. Okay. Cool. There. So. I'm looking at the. I don't know if this matters, but. Um. 
the yeah I'm, I'm i'm looking at like the consensus whatever big boards or whatever but I, I because i saw an article that uh is the u.s sun so like the u.s uh like version of the the british magazine or tabloid the sun uh it says grinder i'm a top prospect in the 2023 nfl draft just two years ago i had four jobs including working at walmart and doordash so I really hope it, those. I really hope he works out because there's like a ton of slander potential there with the whole <laughs> with that profile. <laughs> just, y'all saw the um, y'all saw did y'all see, see the uh, the raising Cane's photo op? Those guys took today. No, oh, yeah, man. That's really great. The the uh, it was it was uh, C J Stroud and. Uh, and Bryce Young and Bijan oh. was there too, but I was like, I, I love Bijan too much to ever slander him. But like, I'm like, that's gonna that's gonna be right. bad in like four years if either of those guys bust. <laughs> like, and they're like they're like wearing Raisin Cane's shirts, dude. Yeah. Like, uh, it's bad, bro. <laughs> that's that's, <laughs> that's, so that's honestly because like, I mean, this is not nearly the level. Even even though I'm not like sold on either of those guys, like uh, there is that photo. There's like that photo op or like you know thing PR thing. Uh, Stetson Bennett did after the national championship, either this year or last year, where he was like out the window with the headset on with Brazen Canes. And I was like, I understand why like guys do this, but like, like just know that like there are guys on Twitter who are going to like use this to like very nefarious ends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Dude, they're way I'm, too I offline to think about that. Yeah. It's like, it's like Trevor Lawrence working the grill at cookout. And it's like, don't do that, man. I'm, <laughs> I need, and, and, yeah, and yeah. someone needs to hire me as like as like a, a top prospect social media manager, and make sure none and keep all this got, shit off the the internet. I got steam coming out my ears trying to rope in the the S two test and working at fast food. I'm trying to think of how to say that without Stroud. Without saying yeah, without saying just saying CJ Stroud can't read a menu or whatever. I'm trying to yeah trying to work that in, but yeah. Oh my god. That's that's uh unfortunate. So Grant DeBose. Grant DeBose is the Grant DeBose. That's that's the like deep cut. Well I still haven't watched. That is the... I probably have watched. I was just half watching him, but yeah, I need to need to dig into that. Um so yeah, uh in conclusion, I think what 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 what's your what's your uh final word on this uh wide receiver class? Shitty. Yeah, it, it's terrible. It's, it's garbage. Depressing to watch. It's so bad. Too many slots. <sighs> I love slots. That's gonna be my new uh, handle. <laughs> I love slots. <laughs> I love slots. Eat out the slot. Yeah, man. I are there? I mean, this is like such a Bleacher Report ass question. But are there any guys besides Marvin Harrison Jr. that you think? Because the Falcons are in need of a receiver. Big Buka. Break London, so so Ibuka, is he that? I thought he was. I, I thought he looked I mean, nice against. He, I was watching Joey Porter Jr. and he was kind of cooking him. Died, dude. Yeah, yeah, he's a burner. Ibuka's really fast. Ibuka's, Ibuka's nice. Yeah, I like him. Um, trying to think other dudes. Pac-12 has some guys this next year, right? Pac-12. Yeah. Has do you some like dudes, the other yeah, receiver uh, from USC? Do you like Mario Williams? 
I haven't really watched him that much, but he's small. He's like five nine. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, yeah he's, I saw that. He's really small. Yeah. I was I was I was writing something on USC and and I was like, oh shit, like, he's a lot smaller than I thought. I thought he was at least like five eleven. So he's small. Uh, Roma Dunze from UW is a oh, stud. Yeah. They have another dude up there. I forget his name. Um, J. Michael Sturdivant at UCLA is an NFL player. Um, really bummed that he is left it, Cal. Is uh, it Polk? Is that the other uh, Washington receiver? They have a couple. I think it's like McMillan and Polk. It might be Polk. I think so. Yeah. I, I have to go check. But well, that, I'm all in on Jacob Cowing. I know we've been shitting on small receivers for an hour <laughs> at this point, but no, Jacob Cowing's got to be the one. Jacob Cowing is the true. Feeling. Oh, I, I just, another he's he's. So good. Another guy that's that I don't has a lot of hype. I haven't really watched much as wor- as worthy out of Texas. But weren't you saying that uh, the wide receiver coach now at Texas is a grifter, or no? Is that someone else? <laughs> no, he left. Okay. He left. So maybe grifter ma- left. maybe maybe he'll be He's fine. He's at UNLV now. Okay, cool. Yeah, I don't know who the receiver coach of Texas. is. I actually probably should know that. It's not gonna because I was about to say worthy had a lot of hype. <laughs> um, what about what about Jacoby George? Yeah, Ahmed. What about him? Where's he out of? I don't know about him. Miami? Oh, oh, I don't know if Miami's receivers. Every single one of those guys should be brushing up their resumes, be, you know, maybe taking <laughs> typing classes. Doing the career center. Anything they can do to bring doing mock, for doing like mock interviews. <laughs> I should blame you for not being, like, upfront about I – can't, I, can't I can't even think of his name. The Clemson receiver that came to us. Last year, what was his name? Oh, uh, Frank Lynn. Frank, no, Frank, Frank Lassen, Lassen, yeah. Right? Yeah, I, I can't believe you couldn't, couldn't have given me a heads up at least, man. I thought we were close. I thought we were, thought we were boys. Uh, Every single one of those guys, man, is. And now a word from our sponsors. Whopper, 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 Junior, Double, Triple, Whopper, Flame Grill taste with perfect toppers, I rule this day. Lettuce, mayo, pickle, ketchup, it's okay if I don't want that impossible or bacon whopper, any whopper my way. You rule your season today, FBK, have it your way. Two full meals, $5.99 each, whopper royal crispy, two fries, two drinks, double them up or mix and match, whatever you want, we're into that BK. Whopper, 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 Junior, Double, Triple, Whopper, Impossible, or Bacon, Whopper, I rule this day. Eat like a king who's on a budget. Three tasty options, fries, drinking nuggets, all for five bucks. Wait, that can't be right. Just confirm that that's the real price. Okay, and we're back, and we just got done talking about the um, wide receiver class and, uh, you know, how great and inspiring and uh, how many future All-Pros are going to be in this one. Uh, but, uh, I, I mean, and and I'd, I'd like to kind of spend some time, even though, like, the 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 main, go- the main goal of getting Whip out on here and getting Ahmed to talk about uh, uh, receivers with uh, him and I – was that we wanted i mean we're all interested in the receiver position we wanted to hear from like a someone who you know uh has like a very good knowledge base about the receiver position what his opinions were but 
if we're being honest, like we said earlier, like it's kind of it's a definitely a down year. But there are some there are some position groups that I that I have you know been watching, even though I definitely know less about them and how to eval them. But uh, uh, I, I feel like tight ends pretty good this year, right? Uh, I mean, there's definitely some guys. I don't know if there's like a you know like a T one Kelsey type, but there are definitely you know some tier two guys who could be really good. Um, do, do we, we want to talk about like who our guys are um, as far as tight ends go? Yeah. And I, I don't want to like, and whip route may have another guy that really, you know, stuck out to him. But for me, man, it's just Darnell Washington. I don't understand how he's not like a unanimous set in stone top 20 dude. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm massive fan of his uh as far as like especially after like i don't i don't i don't want to be just like another like draft twitter like like res watcher like combine guy but like after i saw what he ran in the 40 i was like what what's like what are the questions left like he's forget the 40 he ran i think 4-0 something i'm not forget the 40 the 40 is really good but he ran like a 4-0 something shuttle and he's oh yeah that's seven like yeah it's at that size, he's like a great mover. Like I don't, I don't know what the questions are. That's a free, his only sin that like it can. And Whiprout said it or tweeted it at some point. I think it's being in the same tight end room as Brock Bowers. Like I can't really think of anything else that he did mm-hmm. on the field that it, like would be like stick out to me as like a red flag or you, you know would bump him down the boards. I'm not moving him past you know Dalton Kincaid is you know a 230 pound. He, 45 year old tight end or whatever he is I, I just i don't get it yeah well even even like michael mayer i wonder um like if he put washington and to the notre dame offense because that, that was the big thing about the notre dame offense like the receivers were kind of garbage and from what i remember like washington <laughs> and play clemson and like they just like like drowned uh mayor with targets like constantly and like I'm like, mm-hmm. and that's the thing with Washington is like he had like another not only another dominant tight end but like I mean that Georgia offense is very the best first. college football player in the world. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> I I stand by personal differences aside between me and Kyle Pitts. I think Bowers is is a better college player than Kyle Pitts was. Uh-huh. I agree with you actually. Like that's tough. Per, but well, okay. I'll, I'll, <laughs> there's just nothing he can't. I just like there's like nothing he doesn't do. Like, I appreciate writing this dog there. I was, I was ready to get cooked, but yeah, he's just he's fast. He blocks. He's a really good receiver. I, I'm I'm a big big Brock Bowers fan, and that, that means a lot. Even the game the right way. Native. Yeah, wait. <laughs> Real coach on the field type. Gritty lunch fail. Yeah. yeah, first in, first last out, that kind of thing. Real hard hat type player. Um, That's right. uh, I, bet I have, I have some fun Brock Bowers stories for you guys. I'll, I'll tell you later. <laughs> nice. I was going to say, he's from, I, I actually know, is Napa close to you? I know he's from California. Is that Northern California? Yeah, he, he's, he's from NorCal. So I'm a NorCal guy. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I don't know how the hell like, Kirby Smart found that dude. Like, I, I, mean, I, I can tell you. I'll tell you later. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. But... Yeah, I, I don't really see, and every highlight of Washington I see is just like him cartoonishly trucking like three center backs that are like on his back, and it's like it really does look like he, he's like the reason they have like weight rules in pee wee football. Like that's what I think. Like when I watch 
Darnell Washington. It's like, dude, this, some of this stuff is – and I'm, the one that sticks out to me the most is if like, Missouri, he gets like a, a pass thrown to him like across the sideline and a wide receiver or a corner goes in to hit him and I, completes like the point of the tackle. He gets Darnell Washington off the ground, but he like gets propelled on like bounces like four feet off of Washington. And I imagine I imagine a decent amount of people, listeners, anyone anyone that's listening to this much, you know, draft talk has seen it. But I I don't know, man. I think I had Falcons fans on my ass saying that I'd take him over B, B. John Robinson if we stuck at eight. I don't, I, I stand by that. I just I don't. You don't see guys like that really in in any sport, honestly. In any walk of life, you don't see guys no, that move like that at that size. He's he's like he was born to be a football player like you don't you know, being that big and that athletic like there's nothing on this earth that you can do other than be a really good football player and like yeah, i he, like I said this earlier but like if you could draft mercedes lewis in this draft like where would you take him like i'd probably take him in the first round and I think this—I mean, this is—you can you can speak this more as a, as a coach, but watching like just like highlight tapes. I mean, I watch a lot of Georgia because I mean they were the wire to wire, you know, number one or two team in the country this year. But just like, and there's so much, you know, they were up so much, they're running the ball a lot, and Washington's in there as a blocker so often. Just kind of was seemed like a mean dude, like just finishing blocks, like flinging like defensive backs, and was still like. Standing over him, and I don't know. Maybe that's just like I mean, we like the LG said. We got alpha males listening to this podcast, so this is the kind of shit they may right. enjoy. But yeah, that's right. But it, it just seems like that's the kind of dude you you want it playing in both phases of the game. I don't, I don't, I don't know. No, yeah, absolutely. I, I just think he's the dope player. Nope, no further comments. <laughs> um, as far as uh. Other position groups that uh, I think are really good in this draft. I think there's basically three, from what I'm, from what I can tell, or maybe there's more, but uh, that are like kind of not necessarily historically great, but are like, you know, like like you should grab a player. This if you need like this position, this draft, and you're in luck. Uh, tight ends, um, cornerbacks, especially. And then, like, maybe, like, defensive end or D, maybe even D-line. But uh, cornerbacks especially, like, I've been uh, – like, when uh, – one of the – one of the things I usually do during draft season is I, like, will, like, seriously dive into wide receiver tape and, like, not necessarily grade, but, like, kind of give my opinions about uh, the receiver prospects. But, like, one, with it being such a bad draft, I was like, ah, this seems like a waste of time. And two, like, Whip Route already does his great substack uh, scouting on them. So I was like, you know what, this is, uh, this, this is, this, I mean, this is, I think we've got all the bases covered. Um, I started to watch more cornerbacks because that's always been a position I was interested in. Like, one of my favorite things about, probably my favorite, like, I don't know, battle or, like, you know, game within the game in football is the wide receiver cornerback battle that happens especially like out on the Mm -hmm. boundary press man that kind of thing um and uh so i've I've been watching the cornerbacks a lot and uh i have to agree it's a really strong class i mean there are some takes i have like uh that aren't necessarily consensus like the nfl seems to i don't know it seems to be pretty neck and neck between 
Christian Gonzalez and Devin Witherspoon. And I don't really, I don't really get that one. I think uh, Gonzalez is pretty much like a prototype cornerback one. Like he's just like, you look at from, from everything over the years I've learned about like cornerback technique, it just seems like he's already, he already has it down plus is like a, you know, plus athlete. So I don't really see how that could go wrong. Um, like, and, and I was talking the whip out earlier, like, I don't know, like a week ago or a couple of days ago about how, uh, like, I think Kirby smart teaches, uh, it, I mean, the extension of Kirby smart, smart is Saban, but like, I think those two guys teach DB play really well. And Lanning, the Oregon head coach is like, you know, was, was the defensive coordinator for Kirby at Georgia for a while. And I just, I don't know. I think that, that you could really tell that like a lot of the stuff that he, like the, he, I mean, he's like the really like cornerback minutia stuff that like gets overlooked by a lot of like draft Twitter or whatever, but is important, like uh, really well balanced on like his scooch technique and like the way he feathers off a of press man. It's just like little things like that. I think Gonzalez is like, even the, like taking away that, I mean, he's already a plus athlete and I think he's good enough like frame wise and athleticism to get drafted in the first round. But when you add on those things, it's like, well, I don't really see why like, he couldn't go like top five or whatever. Um, apparently the scouting community thinks he's soft, but I don't really see that at all either. Like he, he likes to hit. He might not, I don't, that's one thing I noticed. He's not like necessarily the best tackler yet, but it, it like, he's always like, he, 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 at least like, he never gets like really cooked. He always has hands on receiver, even if he like messes a tackle. So um, like him a lot. I think, I think my, like, I'd, I'd, I'd probably put him, I don't know. I, I I think he's probably deserving of a tier unto himself, but like I think Joey Porter Jr. is probably right there. He's just like a condor and has like thirty six inch arms or whatever, and it's just it's really wild to watch. But uh, uh, other than that, like uh, I guess the next tier down, um, uh, or we were talking about uh, Whiprout and I were talking about him, but Emmanuel Forbes is crazy. Like it's because there, there, there are some weird players that come in the college football. And they don't always work out. Like, I think Quentin Johnson's, like, the negative version of that, where, like, there's something there, but it's just, like, weird in a bad way, kind of. But, like, Forbes being, like, a he, – he weighs, like, 167. He's, like, 6'1 or something. But is like he, – he basically looks like a stick figure playing the <laughs> corner position. And it, – it, but it's, it's, it's wild to watch because he's, like – I kind of – I think my comp that I told Wefrout is uh, – cornerback Devonta Smith not to say that I, I mean Devonta Smith just like one of the best receiving prospects in quite a while but uh like he, he, Forbes is just like I mean he's he's a small guy but he's like very physical he honestly from like the limited tape I watched on the cornerbacks I think I watched like a game each of all the prospects he was like again small sample size but he was the best tackler like every time he Oh, I don't know. I shouldn't say that Witherspoon was probably a little bit better, but like there wasn't a single tackle where Forbes didn't like come down with, like he, he never missed one. He had great instincts and he's just like, you really can't block him out. I mean, at least the sec, I forget who, I forget which team he played that I'll watch, but, um, the, I mean, they were SEC wide receivers and they weren't blocking him out in the play. So, um, I mean, he, like, he just seems like he's him. He can't fucking touch him. Say that again? 150 pounds. He can't block him because he can't put a hand on him. He weighs 150 pounds. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. Um, but, yeah, no, it's just super physical for his size, even though he's that small. And, like, I think 
I, I think I read this somewhere, but he's got like the the uh, he's got like almost like a Deion Sanders level uh, amount of like pick sixes All at the college sixes, level. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah he's he's just like crazy. Um, Can I say as someone that just like did did my just bomb scouting, which like we need to cut the just, just bombs a check after he needs to cut us a check after this. Honestly. Yeah, no, for sure. The right. Sponsor of the pie, but. I've watched Forbes because you you mentioned I wanted you, you both of y'all had like raved on and I wanted to watch and I feel like from what you're describing this is like the perfect manual Forbes play. It's like it's like they throw I think they're playing maybe Missouri and they throw a screen at the receiver and Forbes comes down like screaming down to hit him like in college like you know like there's four progress stops he's down but Forbes tackles him hits the ground but the receiver doesn't move but <laughs> but the, it stops the play but. Forbes just on the ground, you know, and like celebrating because, you know, it's the negative play he caused, but I just thought it was really funny. Yeah, he's a man. Uh, yeah, he's awesome. Uh, and his pro day fit, everyone who's listening needs to go look that up. Like, black shirt, black snapback hat. He had the jewelry, <laughs> he had the jewelry out. Uh, and it was just like, uh, yeah, he was, he was, he was, that was, that was drip as far as I know. Um, yeah, I didn't know uh, Mississippi State had a turnover chain, too, by the way. Oh, they did? To start. Yeah, it said Stark Vegas on it. Never mind, fraud program. Forbes is gonna go first <laughs> round. <laughs> uh, I, I did uh, rounding out cornerbacks. I did want to talk about Deontay Banks because I think he's pretty interesting. Like crazy, crazy athlete. I think he's. I think there were ten guys who kind of tested and like I don't know more or less the like like whatever the, the like above ninety ninth percentile um, and. Uh, he was one of them. Uh, he's, I mean, he's super fast, super, very light on his feet. Like as far as, uh, um, like just like moves around like really well. The only thing that I could find, like, again, like I'm not like a DB coach or anything, but like he, he does, he does play kind of high. I noticed. And like when he's paddling, he's, he's kind of high. And like, there's, there have been plays where he's been in off coverage and someone's like, attack the like underneath area of the field and he just like didn't he he just like didn't break off at the, like his, his feet were still in the air or whatever and i saw that like, it, it, again single game sample size but i saw that a couple times and i was like this is not enough to, uh, all of that to say this is not enough to scare me off of like a crazy athlete at the corner position who was really productive and like all, like pretty much shut down uh uh, I can't remember one of at least one of the Ohio State receivers, either MHJ or Ibuka. So um, he's someone definitely to watch. Uh, uh, as as far as the other guys go, like I could be I could be sold on like Cam Smith and maybe the Michigan guy. Uh, Kelly Ringo is someone who that I don't really understand the hype for as far as like no. a first round <laughs> pick. Like yeah, I'll let I'll let, I'll let Ahmed take over because like I, it, it, he's probably watched more Georgia than I have. But like I just like he just seems like. It it seems like he's wired to some kind of track under the field, and that's like the only direction. He, I mean, he's he's good at going that yeah. vertical direction, <laughs> but like, yeah, he's like stuck on like like a like some kind of like Disney World world track where he's just like like he can only go like certain ways. Like I saw like Cedric yeah. Tillman cook him so bad. And I don't even consider like Tillman like that great of a receiver prospect. Yeah. But he um, turns with like the fluidity of like an eighteen wheeler or something. Man, it's crazy. Like I. And he's a he's a big track guy because I remember like just following high school recruiting and seeing they got him and he was like consensus five star, and 
he's crazy track times. Whip, Whip Rod had mentioned like so like he ran like ten three or ten four I think in high school and, and was like and most of those guys are usually like the Jalen Hyatt build, but Ringo's like big man. He's like six two, two hundred pounds. Like really, I mean, looks like a guy a guy who would start at corner for Georgia, but. And you, you mentioned at the very beginning of the pod what, what I tweeted about Jason Tatum. He And it applies perfectly to uh, Kelly, Keely, Ringo. Yeah. It's just, watch is extremely fake, man. It's just not. Every time he got matched up with a receiver who was, like, going to be in the NFL, he, he got his face right off. Yeah. It, it happened with, like, James, Jameson Williams was... Oh my God, that's what really like that's what really took me off. Like, yeah, I can't. Which Jameson Williams? That's kind of unfair, I guess. Like Jameson Williams torched a lot of people, but it was particularly bad because John Messi tore his ACL in that game. I think like first quarter, and yeah. Jameson Williams the only like receiver of note. Yeah, and Kelly Ring, <laughs> and Kelly Rigo, and, and I think, and he had like the big pick six, you know, in the national in the national title game. And, like like a lot of I mean great college corner great college career but I just, I don't see how they're gonna have that guy. Yeah, he was he was like I, a top, top five corner. I mean he you know he, he was like a top five prospect oh. overall in two four seven. I don't know if you yeah I, I remember you talking about his recruiting profile but like he yeah he, that makes he, sense. I remember him being way up there. Yeah, he was like he was top five because I remember it and I was like oh yeah this guy does seem like you know like crazy big for uh, and my favorite Chile Ringo like anecdote was. Like being like a track person and seeing like how like it kept on like getting crazier and crazier. Like he already had fast track times. I don't know why anyone needed to lie about <laughs> any of his track stuff. But I remember someone saying he oh he got we clocked him at like twenty eight miles an hour or something, which like the top speed like that's like beyond. That human, the like, thing. I, I know exactly what you're talking about, bro. Oh yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I know you're talking. And about. this is just me being like 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 neurotic about like like running stuff like, i remember dude the top speed usain bolt in his world record clock was like 26 miles an hour for like a brief period like like for like i don't know a second or whatever that's what he hit and it's like nah, this is caliber which if that's the case man he really should have just been, been a track star right dude, instead of instead of one of my favorite like sayings like, i'll just see like on the internet is like bad corners they'll get they'll put them on like what's called team. And any guy, any corner <laughs> that consistently gets fried is on on, on Tory team, Tory team all star. And Kelly Ringo's like, I, I'm just kind of he, he's a high end prospect for the NFL all Tory team for sure. Yeah, um, and, and yeah, it's 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 just like I, I, in a scheme, I guess where I don't know if that had to be some kind of like I, I maybe zone scheme where he's just running like up and down the field or whatever. But like, yeah, it's and he can pass off like in breaking routes. Otherwise, like I don't, yeah, I don't really know what you do with um, the at the NFL level at least um, with all those athletes. Um, I was gonna say um, because I know uh, we probably need to be closing out soon. I did at, at part of the reason I wanted to do this pod was because I'd be remiss if I didn't go on my Brian Brzee rant. <laughs> like the D, uh, defensive line is one of those positions that's, that, that I think is like pretty decent this year. Um, in a, in a draft, that seems kind of like a roll down a little bit compared to the couple, last couple of years. But, um, uh, yeah. So I, I, I definitely think Jalen Carter is like far and away the best, um, defensive line prospect, at least on the field. I'm not, I'm not, 
you know, I'm not one of those like <laughs> Bob McGinn scouts who's gonna like dig into his like you know up like it's like childhood or whatever. I don't care. But um, wrong place, wrong time, Carter. And... Yep. Um, he's a Falcon, right? <laughs> um, I I I love it, man. I, yeah. <laughs> no, no irony there, dude. I, I love it. No, he's crazy. He's like he was. I was um. Uh, there was like one highlight I was watching where he he just like they they double him and he just like just like parts the seas. I don't know. It was just crazy. Like like yeah. like I mean he's I, yeah, he's in he's in a tier. I of like his that his nickname is yeah. I like that his nickname is Breadman. I like that a lot in in a, in a defensive lineman. I feel like a lot of the good defensive linemen have nick, good nicknames. Breadman, I like it. Yeah, Breadman gets paid. Um, yeah, Breadman. Uh, but 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 like it's. It, like when I saw like Carter DT one, I was like, okay, yeah, that's like th- th- I definitely understood it like that as being like you know a valid opinion and and one that's true in my opinion. But um, after that, it got like draft Twitter has been really weird about this, like that because it seems like it seems like the NFL's consensus is Brzee's uh, uh, DT two. And full disclosure, like I said, like I was uh, I, I had to watch. I, I basically had to watch. Brzee's whole Clemson career, like and and like rewatch it the Sunday after the game and like do like tape review or whatever. Um, and like I, I, I didn't do this year when uh, this is the year everyone holds against him, but like out the gate, Brzee was like, I mean, he won like a bunch of like all freshmen, like I, I think I, I think either ESPN or uh. Or rivals, or I think it was rivals, and ESPN gave him like uh like freshman player of the year, like right out the gate, he was a dominant defensive tackle who could also who had the uh, added bonus of like being able to kick it to like you know um to the end of the line um to like you know five tech seven tech or whatever um and like the second year, I mean if you if you look at it like he I mean he got hurt four games in but and this is again like what uh hopefully future friend of the pod like uh John McKechnie from Redowire and I were talking about uh he like because he he's a Georgia fan and like you can watch the Georgia tape and he's just like I mean he, he's just like in Georgia doesn't have bums and he's like he's like I'm not gonna say dominating but he's doing very very well and uh I don't know it's just one of those things where uh I think like when I when I like going into the draft, I was like, okay, well, you know, this player is certainly like considered a first rounder, like considered like the second best at his position. And then you like go on like draft Twitter, YouTube, or whatever, and you see like one certain YouTuber who won't be named who had like Brian Brzee as like the eighth best defensive tackle prospect, and you're like, okay, well, I don't, and I like I I really did want to like give it like a good faith like interrogation and so like i watched uh i watched the northwestern guy and who, who some people seem to have ranked ahead of Brazil, but i'll especially watch the cansey uh Kalaja cansey from um yeah. from uh pit and i just like people are copping him the ad to like aaron donald and i'm like what is like I, it's just one of those things where it's like i think people get People, especially draft trader, they get they they see like an RES score, and they're like, "Oh my god!" Like this guy's, he's already got like the NFL has already been like, "Oh yeah, this guy's kind of good," 
And then they see like a good combine and they're like, oh, this guy, I mean, top 15, is that too much? Like Schrager, Peter Schrager had him as like 16th overall to the Lions. And and again, this could be something that I get like, if if this guy ends up being Aaron Donald, then I guess I'm going to look dumb <laughs> on this. But like, I don't, like he, he, he didn't bench and like Aaron Donald bench like 34 or something crazy, like 37 reps with two, two inch longer arms than this guy. Uh, I mean, this guy is like six one two eighty. So I guess from a frame perspective, it makes sense, but like, yeah, two inch, like this guy's 30, 30 and a half inch arms, uh, arms are two inch shorter. Like the bench was just like, he, he just didn't, he, he decided to skip. Whereas like Donald went in and put on the clinic and like, even you can see it like, again, like I didn't watch this year's tape, but I watched, the Clemson tape I have access to and like our, our the interior offensive line last year, even this year, but like, especially last year, we were like rotating the center out every week. It was dire. Like we didn't have anyone good uh, inside. And like, even so, like it, it, he just like did not, I, I was just like, not, I'm not saying you have to dominate like every rep, but like, it would be nice to like see you like push our like shitty center into DJ Wiangale every once in a while. Like, I don't, and it, there, there was just like nothing that popped other than him like peanut punching uh, Mafa, I think, on one of the plays. Like, it, it, it there was just like, and I, I just like, yeah, I guess that's my rant. I just don't understand how like Brzee, who, if you extrapolated his sophomore year to like 12 games, he would have like vastly, I, I looked at the other, he would have like vastly cleared like Cancy or uh, the Northwestern DT's numbers for the, their final year and i mean I, I guess like this year he did have a bad year i mean he was dealing with like a kidney infection for two months and his sister died uh so like i mean he was he had to put up with shit but like you go back you look at the tennessee game and the bowl game and he was like i'm again i'm not gonna say he was dominating the tennessee offense offensive line but they have dudes that like i guess pruitt that's what we're thinking about jeremy pruitt is he was like weirdly good at, at recruiting even though he was like a bad coach but uh <laughs> He was like he he he's got they uh, Tennessee has some like dudes on the offensive line and there were like a couple reps where he was like cooking Darnell Wright and I was like is that I mean at this point is that not enough like I mean he was like the number one overall recruit in the nation coming out of high school all freshman team like a bunch of like like that was kind of like the consensus he was the best freshman player and then like he gets he he tears an ACL which I guess that is a concern I'm not going to deny that like injuries aren't a concern I'm not you know. I'm not living in a fantasy world. It's, it's, it's an incredibly violent sport. People get injured uh, and people who have a history of it, like, you know, if you expect them to like, you know, maybe get another one, but uh, it, it's just, it's just like wild to me that, uh, that, that like, I don't know. It's, it's mostly draft Twitter. I don't know why I'm pretending like it's the NFL. Like, like from everything that I've read from like, like scouts and like like the the mock guys who like have inside information he's still like borderline first round but like i don't know that's wild i don't know i don't know if either one i know i'm pretty sure i mad watched some of him play at clemson but um yeah people's brains just melt in april uh anything that happens after april 1st is uh just extreme brain worms and brain rot taking over too much screen time for draft analysts who look like they're 20 cough cough <laughs> something yeah um but anyway yeah just that that's a fucking i don't know that's that's 
like I said, like that's half the reason I wanted to do a pod about the draft was just to rant about that because I just I don't get it. And it's gonna look. I mean, I will say that like, I guess I guess my final say on like the Brazil thing is like if he's not like at least like a decent starter or rotation guy like to where he's like valuable um and it's not a med- it's like if he fails and it's not a medical thing then i'd be very surprised so i guess that's the kind of like the audio receipt i'm leaving for um you know anyone uh you know who, who's gonna like yeah. call me out down down the, down the line but um yeah anyway like uh I guess do we? I mean, I don't think we need to really discuss any other positions. I'm probably probably just gonna sign off if, uh, if we've. I think we've said enough about this draft. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we've covered everything that I at least I know. I'm honestly, God, like, I feel like I know nothing about any of the other positions because I've been so like worried about this terrible receiver class. Yeah, <laughs> that it's just well. Well, and in your defense, you you uh you might you might not have watched any of the other players outside of the, or not watched many of the other players outside the receiver position, but I did, and I still like feel like I know nothing. And like so that's worse in my opinion. Is if you're like, it's oh well, it's, yeah, it's like what? Like why am I watching this? Why am I watching this O tackle? I don't know about like I don't know how to scout O tackle. Like, I don't know how to scout t- uh, tackles. Like I don't know why I'm watching. A tackle prospect right now um so I'm like so yeah. real for that actually <laughs> like i'm just i'm just wasting very finite minutes of my life uh, you'll never but, get them back yeah exactly it's great that's the nfl draft baby um and that's and that's podcasting so uh i guess with that we want to we want to thank uh uh whip route for jumping on um really appreciate you breaking down the receivers or at least the ones that were worth talking about with us um so yeah you get you get any you, you know you want to plug the substack yeah uh plug it whiproute.substack.com get in there while it still exists before i get a real job uh, <laughs> and i scrub every trace of my existence from the internet um and you know along i've been receiving hate in the comments recently which is i think a really positive sign for me that i'm doing something right <laughs> so yeah yeah I, re- I really think you want to plug no i can't i can't speak highly highly enough about the Substack. it's uh it's definitely saved me a lot of effort from like trying to like figure out if it's good um when i can just like you know consult someone else you know so they're talking about uh the, I, I don't really have anything to plug other than uh uh, I hopefully I'll get this posted on Thursday, the day of the draft. Um, and tomorrow we'll probably if, if any of I'm assuming like if, there's no way like 100 percent of unless I like send this to family members, which isn't going to happen. Like 100 percent of the listeners of this are going to be like Twitter mutuals. So uh, we'll probably have a draft space when the draft starts. So uh, uh, like a little Twitter space. So come join that if you're like random and i don't know you i'm not going to give you speaker privileges so don't talk so like don't even ask but uh yeah it, it should be fun nonetheless um uh, hopefully web routes in there Hope, uh, ahmed should be in there too uh but yeah uh th- again thanks thanks for coming on web route and uh really looking forward to see 
because this this really should be a crazy draft as far as like I mean they're talking about like Will Levis might go number one so I, I just I really hope it's a chaos draft because that that works that works pretty well for my Jags so 